What's up, everybody? Jordan here, back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. This is episode 422 of the show, and I'm talking about muscle soreness and how to prevent getting too sore from your workouts. I have five big tips for you today. We're going to review those, uh, make sure we're focused on the right things and adjusting things that'll help you not get so sore from your workouts. If you're getting too sore, you won't be able to perform well in your next workout. And, you know, it just really, really sucks to not even be able to sit down onto the toilet without having your legs ache and ache. So we are going to talk about this today, get some solutions in place for you, and go from there. Of course, written versions of these podcasts are on stoltzfit.com slash blog, and that is S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T.com. And if you have a question for this podcast or you want to work with me through your fitness programming and nutrition, you can go to stoltzfit.com slash contact. And now that that's out of the way, let's get started with another episode 422 of the Triple F Podcast, Preventing Muscle Soreness. What's up, everybody? It's episode 422 of the podcast, and I'm Jordan Stoltz. Just finished a little cup of half-calf coffee here in the afternoon, so uh, looking for an energetic episode today, everybody. Uh, Kind of into this new thing where kind of have some flavor in the coffee later in the day, which is something new. I'm kind of a black coffee guy, but experimenting a little bit with some syrups and fanciness and barista jordan kind of stuff little whipped cream on top never hurt anybody either uh so that's kind of what i'm rolling with today but we are going to talk today about fitness of course not just my coffee order uh it is kind of uh individual thing what makes you sore i guess and um I want to talk today about muscle soreness and try to give you guys some tips on how to prevent it and fix it. On, uh, but it's not the same for everybody, right? And there's a lot of variation and individual variants that come into play here. It's not going to be the same for every person. What makes me sore might not make you sore. For example, certain movements might make you more sore, and it might just be to your build. It might be you know, your skill level, your mobility, things like that. Like for me, um, I can do uh, like things like Romanian deadlifts all day long and I don't get sore. But I know a lot of people that just get such sore hamstrings from doing any kind of straight leg deadlift. Uh, When I do any kind of lunge or uh, split squat or something, my glutes just get so sore. My quads get really sore too. But I have, I'm strong in those muscle groups, just something to do with that movement that makes me really, really sore. Um, so 
It's different for everybody, but there are some things that you can do to alleviate some soreness and make sure that you're performing well. Because if you're answering the question about why I'm making this episode, it's essentially because if you're really, really sore, you won't be able to perform well in your next training session or even at life, right? It's We've all been there where you're so sore you can hardly put your shirt on or you can hardly sit down because you are you know, aching or throbbing in some body part. So we don't want that. Soreness is not an, indi- an indicator of a good workout. It is actually something that can get in the way. Now, there should be some kind of soreness maybe at first when you start a new program or movement. So I wanted to mention that because if you're brand new to training or you're starting a new program or you've never done a squat with a barbell before and you just did it, there probably will be some soreness for this first week or two and there's a level of you kind of just got to push through it and that can be motivation of why you shouldn't skip training sessions because if you kind of become untrained, even if it's only for three or four weeks, that soreness is going to come back all over again and it's going to uh, be something you have to push through once again. If you keep that consistency rolling with your training and you don't take time off and you don't uh, you know, program hop too much, you shouldn't have too much soreness. It's just that initial uh, jump and activity that hurts. So yeah, we need to also distinguish the difference between delayed onset soreness from training and injury. I think that is hopefully an obvious distinction for a lot of people, but I need to make sure you guys know that if you're getting hurt from your training, something else needs to change. It's always good to have a trainer or coach look at your form. It's always good to train intelligently and not do too many crazy things. Uh, Delayed onset muscle soreness should feel uh, almost like there's blood in the muscle, like it's pumped. Maybe it's kind of tight to go through that range of motion. Like if your triceps are sore, extending your arm, extending your arm at the elbow is going to be a little bit achy, but nothing should ever be a sharp pain. Um, You should have pretty much full range of motion, just might be a little bit of soreness as you move through it, and um, you shouldn't ever feel anything in training uh, that would uh, result in that. And, you know, I would even say watch your joints. You know, you shouldn't be getting a lot of muscle soreness in your low back, although it can happen on the spinal erectors and things like deadlifts and back extensions, but it shouldn't happen very much. Not a lot of back soreness. You know, you don't want hip pain or hip soreness, knees, elbows, wrists. That's not delayed onset muscle soreness. That is more of uh, some kind of injury or joint issue. So you need to make sure we're talking about muscle soreness here. So Delayed onset muscle soreness is what we're talking about, and that, you know, is DOMS is what people call it, which is just an abbreviated form of what I just said, and essentially this is going to happen one, maybe even two or three days past your training session, and uh, the intensity of it can vary depending on the shock you put on your body, and essentially that's what's going to be causing your soreness is shocking your body with something it wasn't used to. Uh, And also I would say muscle damage is going to occur more in eccentric portions of exercises. So you're not going to get heavy muscle soreness from things like sled pushes or even deadlifts. 
you're going to get muscle soreness from things like lunges, machine work, dumbbell bench, uh, cable exercises where you're having to fight a lot of tension in the eccentric portion of the movement. Like for example, if you're doing a cable chest fly, you're controlling the weight as your arms go out wider and wider to that open position. And then you're going to switch directions, bring them together. But that slow eccentric that you have to control through is causing a lot of muscle damage. So you're going to have more soreness from movements like that. Important thing to note. So I have five tips here today that are going to give you a difference, uh, are going to give, you know, hopefully make a difference in how sore you get, you know, up to a point, you just have to train a little bit more intelligently and you have to recover a little bit better. And those are the main rocks, right? Proper training, proper nutrition and proper recovery. The big things are that I'm not even going to mention, you need to sleep properly sleep properly well enough, get quality sleep, and you need to um, maybe do some kind of mobility training, mobility work, and stay active. I, I have, kind of have that on here as point number two, but that's important too. A lot of recovery work might be necessary, especially if you're new to this. So number one, how to beat muscle soreness is to include a warm-up and a cool-down. I'm guilty of not including this as well, but I can definitely notice a difference in the soreness that I get uh, when I warm up and cool down versus when I don't, which is crazy because you're technically doing more work uh, in a training session if you warm up. But those extra few sets to build up to a weight makes a difference on how smooth the actual working weight feels. A cool down, meaning you know maybe uh, some isolation work at the end of your of your training session, maybe some stretching maybe a little walk, things like that, just to kind of cool your body down, gets blood flow going. I find that makes a big difference as well. I actually, I notice a big difference if I stretch after a workout on how sore I get. As far as a warm up, just working up with the same exercise I'm doing is all I mean. Maybe get a sweat going through like a cardio equipment, uh, but I don't even do that most of the time. I'll just do some kind of isolation exercise to start for the target muscle, which warms up that area and get some blood flowing and then work up slowly in weight to the movement that I'm training as my main lift. So uh, if it's uh, a leg day squat is my movement, I would probably do leg extensions and leg curls before doing anything, get some blood flowing, nothing too heavy, maybe sets of like 15 to 20 and a few sets of that. After the blood's flowing, that should take five, 10 minutes, uh, then start working with the weight up to the squat. If I'm squatting, like trying to, you know, maybe I'm doing like 350 or something for working weight, I would start at literally the bar, do the bar for 10 reps, probably 135 for six reps, maybe a couple sets of four with 185, 205, 225 for a double, uh, 275 for a single and then start my working weight uh, pretty soon after that. So some ramp up sets, good rest between those, and you should be good to go. But that does make a difference, I find, in how sore I get. If I skip that, it's almost like uh, just going in cold is gonna create a lot more damage and soreness. The second tip that I have is to walk a lot, and I mentioned that one before kind of briefly, but staying active is going to just get that blood pumping and circulating around your body. It's going to 
help you in that aspect. And it, especially because a lot of people get sore legs, or if you're thinking about muscle soreness that affects your life and training, it's probably sore legs uh, that are really the main thing. So walking is going to give you a lot of low impact movement on those um, muscle groups like the quads and the glutes and the hamstrings and the calves that get really sore. So that is just going to help you and promote recovery, which is, like I said, one of the big rocks of this whole thing. Number three is to train with appropriate volume. And the truth of the matter is if you're getting really, really sore every time you train for a certain body part, right? Let's break it down even more. Let's say you're doing quads and you get really sore quads every time you train them you are probably doing too much work for them and it's different for everybody this is kind of where that variation comes in i mentioned at the beginning of the show it's not the same for everybody what the number of sets or total work that i can handle isn't the same for you isn't the same for someone else it's different right and you need to kind of find that sweet spot so i recommend starting pretty low volume actually and building up from there so starting somewhere like six eight sets uh, for you know a certain muscle group in a workout and if you recover well and you're able to add weight and progress the next time you can add another set or two and you can build up from there and find that tolerable limit when you're not progressing or you're getting really really sore and not able to recover that's probably the point you shouldn't pass. And you can keep that number in mind because it honestly doesn't change very much. It could change a little bit as you go through different nutrition phases and get stronger overall. But for the most part, your general sets you can recover from doesn't change a lot. So this is what's kind of known as maximum recoverable volume. That's the fancy term for it. But really, it's where you stop progressing and where you start to experience a lot of muscle soreness and uh, regression. So find that appropriate volume for you and don't feel like you have to push the volume crazy high to see growth and strength. You really don't. You can get a lot of progress from not a lot as long as you have good quality in those sessions. And quality is going to only come if you feel good and are able to actually perform the movements, which soreness gets in the way of big time. Tip number four is more frequency and practice with the movements. I mentioned some movements that create a lot more soreness for me or for other people. And a lot of the issues with those are that they're kind of more sporadic in training, right? Let's say I have two leg days a week. Only one of those leg days I would put in like a Bulgarian split squat. So it's no wonder that I get sore from it, right? Uh, because I'm not doing them that often. But if you do them more often, you're going to get better at them and probably get less sore from them. That's the practice component. The frequency is a little bit more detailed than that, and that has to do more with the volume that I just talked about. So let's say you can handle um, 16 sets a week for your chest, right? And you have the choice where you could do 16 sets in one chest workout where uh, you know, you're right at that limit and 16 sets for a chest workout, that's like four sets of four different movements. Not that crazy, but it's a lot and you might get really sore from that. 
a probably better option would be to maybe train chest two times a week where you have eight sets of chest in both sessions. So you're splitting that volume up across the week. You're not getting as sore after each workout, but you're still accumulating the same amount of work. Even better, maybe you have three sessions where you're doing like five to six sets per session, which is only two exercises, maybe two sets of flies, three sets of presses, and you're doing it three times a week. That's even better. You're going to get even less sore. Time efficiency kind of starts to get in the way here a little bit. uh, But in general, if you can do things more frequently and practice movements more often and split volume up like that, you're going to be less sore. So if you're getting really, really sore legs all the time, maybe look at your training and see how many leg days am I doing a week? How many sets am I doing? And can I split those up over two or three more sessions um, to kind of spread that volume out and do less work per session, but the same amount of work at the end of the week? Um, My last one for today crazy i'm already here at the end um and it's been 17 minutes so that coffee must have done its job the last tip today tip number five is to change your nutrition because you probably just need to eat more and i definitely see a huge correlation of nutrition and soreness get way more sore if calories are lower and training's the same so that's an important distinction to make it's not always a factor you've just got to out eat your soreness but if you are training in a way that you actually want to train and you want to get better at that type of training you might need to eat more to help yourself recover a little bit better and repair those muscles Uh, if you are wanting to eat in a certain way and that's the priority like say you want to lose fat so you do want calories lower you need to change your training Uh, to something that you can recover from with that nutrition, meaning that you might have to do less work, less um, sets or something like that. And, you know, where I haven't even talked about is something like running uh, or endurance activity. You'll have to adjust the total amount you do of that from your your nutrition as well Um, because you can eat more, help yourself recover from long runs and, you know, maybe running five times a week but if your goal is to eat a little bit less and that's the primary thing you probably just need to lower that total amount that you're running maybe a few times a week instead of five or less amounts per run and kind of match it with your nutrition so you're manipulating a lot of variables here but in general through all five of these tips the key is to practice guess check and revise right because you have to find what volume you can handle what movements you like to do how to split that volume up across the week how to do that movement more often you need to stay active and recover warm up cool down how to structure your sessions and your nutrition to help yourself recover and prevent and solve some muscle soreness in general though i promise you if you're listening to this and you just started a new program it probably is going to go away within a week or two. And if it doesn't, that's a big red flag that you're not doing uh, something right. And your program probably needs to change in some regard. Hopefully this episode was helpful for you. Um, I don't want to drag it on and on talking about the same things, muscle soreness. Like I said, is a really individual thing, what makes you sore and what you can handle and how sore you want to live with, I guess, because 
to some degree, you might be a little sore all the time, or at least feel a little something if you're training a lot. And, uh, you know, you need to learn how to manage and change that if you need to. So that's episode 422 of the podcast. Thank you for listening to it. And if you like the show, you can support me from stoltzfit.com. You can ask questions for the podcast there, read blog articles of these episodes, which are maybe more easy to follow than me rambling into a microphone. And you can also work with me through coaching and getting your questions answered, uh, things like that. So thank you for listening to another one. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you.